With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On Metro News, the voice of West Virginia, this is West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence. And then it was just like somebody opened the curtain. <laughs> he turned his head and the sun hit that big split G2. Oh man, it was it was like seeing a unicorn, you know, you just this deer that you've hunted so many years. Just as luck would have it, when I came up, the two regular colored gobblers, they had some brush in front of them, and that white gobbler, he was in the wide open, man, and I said, you gotta be kidding me. Get ready, get ready. There you go. Nice shot, nice shot. West Virginia Outdoors is proudly presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails with over 600 miles of ATV trails located in the rich mountains of southern West Virginia. Today's broadcast originates from the Greer Lime Company Studios, West Virginia's source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. And now, here's West Virginia's voice of the outdoors, Chris Lawrence. Hey, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Hunting and Fishing Talk on the radio for a full hour. Glad you're along, wherever you might be this morning, listening across the Mountain State or from parts unknown beyond our borders via the Internet over WVMetroNews.com or on the streaming of one of our affiliate radio stations. Any way that you catch us, maybe you're listening on the podcast, which this show becomes after it is completed live on Saturday morning. It's documented on our website, the uh, podcast page of WVMetroNews.com, and you can go back and check, well, heck, all of the shows that we've done for probably the past, I don't know, close to 10 years now we've been doing that so a lot of podcasts there if you'd be interested in listening coming up on today's show we're actually going to head outside we're not going to be in the greer lime company studio this morning in fact we're going to be doing the show from lake erie because i had an opportunity earlier this week to pre-record the show while fishing with a couple of guys that uh that know lake erie well one of them who knows lake erie well that'd be uh ed powell from work county along with uh, matt myers we got together when we took a trip and we'll tell you about how things went with our trip on Lake Erie coming up on today's show. Ahead of that, though, are you or your loved ones ages six years and older considered to be moderately sore to severely immunocompromised? If so, it's time to update your COVID protection. Find out if you're due for an updated Omicron COVID shot at vaccinate.wv.gov or by calling 1-833-734-0965. Again, vaccinate.wv.gov or 1-833-734-0965. We'll get the show started right after this. 
Winter is finally over. The sun is shining and the hills are calling, calling you to get out and get on the Hatfield-McCoy trails. West Virginia residents can ride all year with an annual permit for only $26.50. So see a Hatfield-McCoy trails retailer today and ride the best trails in the USA. And don't forget HMT's Bearwalla Off-Road Park for Jeeps, Hummers, and all full-size off-road vehicles. Hatfield-McCoy trails, your ticket to ATV paradise. West Virginia's largest media company, Metro News, is growing again. If you have sales experience in radio, TV, and digital media dealing directly with decision makers, we need to talk. We offer an excellent compensation package that includes salary and commission, bonus, and 401k. If you're looking for that opportunity of a lifetime, send your resume and a cover letter to Larry Post, 1111 Virginia Street East, Charleston, West Virginia, 25301. Metro News is an equal opportunity employer. This is West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trail System on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Good fishermen have a lot in common. Patience, understanding, and a passion for the sport. Same way with lawyers. If you've suffered an injury of any kind and need help, take advantage of the patience, good common sense, and passionate representation you'll get from Tom and Harvey Payton. The Payton Law Firm. They've been partners and fishing buddies for years. Call 304-755-5556 or send an email to PaytonLawFirm.com. They guarantee a response in a reasonable amount of time. Hi, it's John Burdett with 4th Avenue Financial. Are you on track for the comfortable retirement you've dreamed about? Go to 4thAvenueFinancial.com to schedule a free consultation or to sign up for my weekly financial tips, giving you the knowledge to retire right. Visit 4thAvenueFinancial.com today. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member FinRecipic. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and 4th Avenue Financial are unaffiliated entities. Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms is loaded, and I mean loaded, with baby furniture. We offer more than 15 groups. We're the largest crib dealer in the tri-state. We have a new load of Amish furniture, beautiful bedrooms, dining rooms, and occasional groups. And you can definitely have it your way. Need a new mattress? We have the one for you. Plus, you're firm and made right here in West Virginia. Plus, they're flippable. Need a lift? Pew Furniture is the place. A great selection of lift chairs. Mention this ad and save $100 off the price of the chair. Need an odd chest, dresser, or a nightstand? Check out our clearance area. We have headboards, too. It is constantly being restocked. We offer 12 months same as cash with approved credit and also offer no credit check financing. You can apply through our website, pewfurniture.net. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5.30, close Sunday, 1320 Smith Street, Charleston. Western Services Administration. Saturday at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 5 p.m. It's Friday after 5. I got here just in time. Went ahead and with a line. Before I went and lost my mind. And I ain't been here long. But the bobbers in the pond going up, down, up. Welcome back to West Virginia Outdoors. Chris Lawrence this morning, not in the Greer Lime Company studio, but we are brought to you by the Greer Lime Company, West Virginia's source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. Instead of being in the studio this morning, we've taken the show on the road again, and this morning, we're literally sitting on Lake Erie in uh, just off the coast of 
Erie, Pennsylvania. I was uh, fortunate to get the opportunity to head up this way. It's something I've always wanted to do was to fish Lake Erie because ever since I've been in West Virginia and have known uh, guys who fish for bass, they have told me legendary tales of the smallmouth in Lake Erie and about how they go up there. Funny, they never invite me. I don't know what that's all about. So I finally said if I'm ever going to get to go, I'm just going to have to invite myself. So I finally found a sucker. I'm sorry, a guy who was really gracious enough to take me fishing, Ed Powell from uh, Work County, West Virginia. Ed, how you doing, man? Great, great. How are you? I appreciate you appreciate you bringing me along, even though I am the human cold front. So, <laughs> <laughs> I No problem, huh? Yeah, we've been coming up here for years, uh, really like it up here, um, kind of fished different parts of Erie, but as far as the spring bike goes, uh, this is a place that I can usually come and, and have a good time and catch a lot of fish. Uh, the bay here offers an opportunity, if the wind does pick up while we're here, that we can uh, get off of the big water and back into some areas that we can still catch some quality smallmouth, uh, even in the windy conditions. Well, and, and, and people told me that they will do that in spite of me, so I was looking forward to the challenge of putting you to the test and see how good a guide you are, but you brought along another guy who's got a who's had a bucket list, and that's uh, Matt Meyer. Uh, uh, Matt Myers, did I get that right? Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Now, where are you from? I'm also from Work County, West Virginia. All right, and you've never fished this before. This is my first time ever being. Yeah. Actually, this is our second day on the water. We spent yesterday on the water, and we're going to talk about that because what a day we had. We we will get into that in a moment. But before we do, Ed, let's talk about this part of Lake Erie. I mean, Lake Erie obviously is one of the five Great Lakes. It's stretches from cleveland all the way over to buffalo and we're south of there at erie pennsylvania in a place called Prescott bay is that how you say it yes Prescott bay which is uh right off of erie pa erie pennsylvania um it's kind of uh right in the middle of the pennsylvania section of lake erie it's uh probably midpoint closer to uh closer to the northern end of of the lake uh, on the eastern eastern side of course um it's uh yeah it's it's known for large numbers of quality smallmouth what what is the process here are they, do these fish winter out in the deep and then and then come up in these bays to to spawn at this time of year is that what we're targeting yeah, so they they do. They winter out there. They spend the summers out there, and for for two magical months, these smallmouth just flock into this bay uh, as well as others. And and when they come, they come. I mean, you've got a a lake the size of close to West Virginia, if not the size of West Virginia, that's just full of smallmouth, and and just a large percentage of them flock from the main lake into these these embayments these bays these these spawning areas and uh you know really concentrates them and just brings large numbers of fish into these shallow areas and and they like to eat uh these northern smallmouth have a small window to eat and uh so so when it the temperatures and and conditions are right they're they're not hard to get to bite what generally is the forage that they're looking for out here um emerald shiners are big uh obviously out on the lake gobies we all know you know about the the brown gobies and and that's really caused the the growth rates to go through the roof uh, uh really uh had a big impact on all the great lakes um they also you know they'll still eat some crawdads and some uh some some other typical smallmouth forage but uh 
normally the emerald shiners and the the gobies are the main forage for the smallmouth we're very familiar with smallmouth in west virginia and just about all of our waters have them some more than others but that's that's a preferred fish in west virginia but in West Virginia, we don't get them to the size that you're going to see them here, at least on average. I mean, I'm not, we're not pulling, you know, six pounders out of here every cast, but the average size of a smallmouth you catch here is is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, we used to always joke when we came up here that the smallmouth here are born two pounds. Uh, <laughs> it's it's rare. I mean, it's it's more common to catch a four plus than it is one under twelve inches here, um, which is is amazing to me. I can't quite figure the science of that out, but but uh, you know, most of the guys who come up here a lot will will agree to that that there's the four pounders are more common than the ten inchers. Which is you're right because there got to be twelve inchers in here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I. I I have no idea. Well, I, I bet I haven't seen six under twelve inches since I've been here. Wow! So, and you've been coming here for many years, so you've you've fished a good a good distance up and down this this uh, waterway here. Talk to me about what kind of structure you look for. Uh, what are, what are we basically fishing here? Are these just under underground rock piles? Are they are they river channels? Are they creek beds? What are we looking for? So this time of year, they will really relate to current breaks. The weeds aren't really up yet. There are some scattered weeds, but they don't seem to relate to the weeds as much. If you can find any kind of funnel, um, some of the points around, some of uh, there's a channel that goes into the bay that is normally lights out. Um, just just it funnels all the fish into the bay and into the spawning area so so any kind of pinch points or anywhere that can concentrate these fish as they come from the lake into the spawning areas uh and like i said they're just eating their whole way you know eating the whole way onto the beds and and if you can find those any kind of uh trails that they can fall like uh contour lines on your map you know the the break lines any kind of and it doesn't take much here a lot of times just a two to three foot drop over a over a 20 yard stretch um will a lot of times concentrate those fish and they'll travel those those lines back into the spawning area so it's kind of like anything else you just look for anomalies on the bottom a, a big rock a break a, you know a change in water depth a channel a ditch a ridge or something they'll they'll use that yes that's correct um there are some scattered rock piles out on the flats uh and and they'll use those as well kind of as ambush points and then uh they like to spawn around those to have places to protect you know protect the fry once it hatches so uh not as much in the bay but you know out on the lake if you can find those rock piles and you know this it, from west virginia if you've never been here it's hard to comprehend the size of this lake uh and just large expanse of flats with with what seems like nothing but when you can find those little those little rock piles and and honey holes it it can pay off how and 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 i guess that how does one that comes here for the first time and you look at this how do you narrow it down i, I mean I, look out through there you as far as we can see right now i can't see the end of the water so how do you decide here's where i'm going to go so electronics are big uh when we first started coming here the mapping wasn't what it was and we spent we spent a lot of time just idling around looking um drift fishing was huge when you fig could figure out the depth of water that the fish were using um you you kind of wanted a wind or at least some kind of breeze and you could kind of just keep yourself in that depth 
and just let the wind take you and drag tubes drag you know ned rig wasn't really a a big thing then but drag tubes drag uh crawl baits uh drag senkos and just let the wind take you um now with the modern electronics it, it shows a lot of the contour lines shows some of the humps some of the rock piles and then just you know there's no substitute for experience uh the more you're up here the more you find the more you see and and you just kind of build from there and then in your like you said in your electronics you can store waypoints where those rock piles are and you've got those forever in your mind yes and that's uh again very important the gps the the marking the rock piles uh when side image sonar came out that was huge you could you know spent hours of time idling up here just looking for those those anomalies on the bottom the rock piles the the lone boulders and uh you mark them you fish them and when they've got fish on them you mark them again and you go back and, and catch them that's something important to point out a lot of people that aren't familiar with fishing they look at the the quote-unquote fish finder and think that that's not really fair you're not really looking for fish on that thing you're looking for the kind of place that fish would hang out yeah uh, there are times when we do look for fish but i'm going to say 15 percent of the time you're actually looking at fish uh it's more about finding finding the targets that the fish like uh it's it's there's there's never a secret lure there's never a magical tool device boat uh it's it's about using all the tools to find the fish and then then once you find them there's no guarantee that you're going to catch them uh, that's that's another trick in itself so uh, he's, he's heard of me then <laughs> before we take the break let's talk a little bit about the weather right now we've got a beautiful day it's dead calm there's just a slight breeze blowing in off the land yesterday when we arrived here uh i don't i don't want to say it was howling but it blew constantly all day out of the north and of course that's water or that's air coming out of canada which is coming out of the arctic circle it was a little chilly out here and it made things difficult yeah we uh the direction of the wind is everything up here um a five to seven mile an hour wind blowing the wrong direction blowing all the way across the lake down the lake with the lake can make for miserable fishing again out of the north in the springtime that that really cools things down and kind of kind of shuts the fish off a little bit um, if you can get a south wind or you know wind out of the southeast you can you can put up with a lot more wind because you've got the you know the land and some of these the bluff walls to kind of keep the the wind off of you and still make it still make it fishable and comfortable mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, like I said, it's a beautiful day today. We're going to try some some different water. Yesterday, we pretty much stayed in the bay, or we went one, once the wind finally died down. We went right outside the bay, but we did find some fish. So we got to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm with Ed Powell and uh, Matt Myers. We're on Lake Erie this morning, and we've got more to come. Stay with us. In West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the mountain state. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife, you're enjoying what the DNR has made possible. The West Virginia DNR, working to ensure wildlife is for everyone. 
News in the Mountain State happens quick. And for decades, you have depended on Metro News for accurate news delivered fast. Now, here's your chance to help keep your fellow West Virginians informed. If you see news happening, become a Metro News Hawk by texting news to 35651. If you take a picture or video of what you see, submit that as well. Text the word news to 35651 to submit your tip or story. Standard texting rates apply. Please don't text and drive. You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trail System on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Harvey and Tom Payton love fly fishing. They know that selecting the right fly can be an enjoyable challenge. Picking the right lawyer when you've suffered an injury isn't nearly as much fun, but can be just as challenging. If you need help navigating the legal system to get the outcome you deserve, call the Payton Law Firm. Bring your problems to the Payton Law Firm online at PaytonLawFirm.com or call 755-5556. You have their word. They'll return your call. This is Jim Strong for Banker's Life. For over 140 years, Banker's Life has provided financial security to their clients. As a leading provider of Medicare and financial strategies, Banker's Life invites you, talented individuals, to join their team and embark on a career path with endless opportunities for growth and advancement. Don't miss the chance to collaborate with a supportive team that values growth, community, and making an impact. 304-757-4134. There's no life like the Banker's Life. Are you worried about being cool? Let us help make you cool with a $14,000 HVAC upgrade from Pappy's Air Comfort. Tune in to 580 WCHS between 9 a.m. and noon and 3 p.m. and 6 every weekday for Pappy's Cool Word. Once you hear the cool word of the day, head over to WCHSnetwork.com slash cool word to enter the keyword for a chance to win. The more you listen and enter the cool word every day, the higher your chances of winning. Restrictions apply. Contest runs through Friday, June 9th on 580 WCHS. The voice of Charleston. Hey, it's Jerry Schimmel, the host of the weekly radio show, Amazing Americans. Each week, I interview highly inspiring, motivating, and uplifting people from the sports world. People who have overcome great odds to succeed or just made life better for others. Amazing Americans, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. right here on The Voice of Charleston, 104.5, and 580 WCHS. Secure your financial future with common sense advice from John Burdett on Retire Right Radio. Monday mornings at 820 on 580 WCHS and WCHSnetwork.com. Welcome back to West Virginia Outdoors. Chris Lawrence with you this morning. West Virginia Outdoors brought to you in part by the Greer Lime Company, West Virginia's source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. We're uh, live this morning on Lake Erie out of Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm fishing this morning with uh, Ed Powell and Matt Myers from uh, Work County, West Virginia. We uh, are on our second day here at Lake Erie. We're going to wrap up the uh, trip later today and head home. But, uh, Ed, let's, let's talk a little bit about the fishing yesterday. It... It started slow, as we talked about. We had a lot of wind, and it was it was a little difficult to figure them out because where they you thought they were going to be, they weren't there. 
Yeah, normally the uh, the channel really funnels the fish into the bay. Um, it's it's almost too easy. You, you believe it or not, you can get bored catching two to four pound smallmouth. Um, I really expected to get in there and just just catch them till our fingers were sore, and then go look for some big ones. But uh, it's crazy they weren't there. Um, we did find some fish fairly quick. Uh, after after that um found a little pod here a little pod there uh, caught some nice fish um early uh back in the bay hit a few spots wind direction is everything here one of my best spots the wind was just hitting wrong so we didn't go to it but uh you know we were able to pick up some small mouth some large mouth and and still feel like we were the trip was all right and uh finally once we decided that the the bay was not the place and the wind calmed down a little bit we we came through the channel came outside and uh we didn't find the large numbers large groups of numbers but uh we did catch some quality fish once we came out onto the lake oh there's no doubt about that let's let's talk a little about that matt you you're you've never fished here but you fish quite a bit so before we get into what we found out in the out in the big water yesterday, what were your impressions about this place when you first got here? When I first got here, it, it you kind of realize how much bigger it is than anything we have back home. Um, of course, you start you start fishing a little bit and you realize how much more fish, how much more forage, and how different everything is up here. Uh, really uh, exceeded expectations when you first put eyes on it. Yeah, I I, I think I would agree, and I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm fished in the ocean, so I mean that that's that's what you can equate it to. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, uh, very ocean oceanic, if you will. It is a large body of water that uh, has a lot of uh, a lot of movement to it. We started off the day yesterday, and uh, we we weren't getting bit, and then and just boom, 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 we caught like five immediately, and then just as quick as they turned on, they turned off. That's kind of how it was all morning. We got out into the big water and we started catching them but not rapid fire uh but we were catching more quality fish and and matt you 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 said that you had never caught a smallmouth your, your best smallmouth was what four pounds a little over four pounds yeah my, my best smallmouth uh coming in was uh four pounds four ounces and you beat that yesterday uh, beat that yesterday um and got close to it again yeah Talk a little bit about that catch. Where, how did those How did those fish hit? Uh, the the bigger fish, you feel them bite. The the smaller fish, you just kind of feel weight on the end of your line. But whenever it's a bigger one, you can definitely feel that fish hit. Yeah. Same way. I came in here. I don't. I couldn't tell you what my biggest smallmouth was. Probably a little over three, close to four. I'd never gotten. I don't think I ever broke four. But I picked. I, I was using a drop shot, which which is a a, a rig I I don't normally use. That, uh, that Ed suggested and uh, and on about the third cast I just felt resistance and I just picked it up and I thought okay well here's a fish and I think the three of us as we watched this fish come in we all said well that's a pretty good fish it wasn't until you netted it Matt and you got it in the boat and I looked in the net that I thought that's an incredible fish I mean what what was your impression as you were netting it uh, I think my words were oh Wow, <laughs> Ed, did did you realize it was that big as it was coming in? No, I I, I had it figured for four, four and a half. Um, you couldn't really you could see the length of it, but you could not see the girth of that fish until until it was in the net. And uh, I think Matt 
it, it was heavy. I wasn't sure. I thought I was going to have to help him drag it in the boat. That uh, you know, it, it was it was a good fish, really thick from belly to back. Uh, you tell he'd had some goby snacks this morning. <laughs> it, uh, it ended up weighing a little bit over five point two on the scales we had here in the boat. That is without question the biggest smallmouth bass I've ever caught. But it wasn't what I expected. It didn't crush the bait, and it wasn't walking on its tail all the way in. It was a lot like catching a catfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those big ones, uh, especially when they get deep, you you feel that bite, you set the hook, and, and you almost think you're snagged for a minute, and then it's kind of a big, lazy, just a slow, methodical pull with those with those magnums we call them uh the the ones the ones that fight the acrobats those those two and a half to fours those are the guys that are fun to fight but but there's still nothing that nothing that compares to that holding that five to to six to seven pound smallmouth but uh i'll sacrifice the fight for that yeah I, <laughs> when i when i held that fish and you guys took a picture of it and i posted a picture to social media last night I had to go back and look at the picture again just to, just to marvel at that thing. Not that I caught it, but just how that fish that fish was. Yeah, and that kind of you are mad that this just an incredible thing to see something like that. You don't get to see a creature like that every day. No, <laughs> you don't get to see a creature like that every day, especially in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, you, you catch a, a solid three and a half, four in West Virginia, you're you're excited, and uh, up here you catch a five, and you're like, wow, these are real. Yeah, exactly. I bet. I mean, Ed, how many of those have you caught? You've been coming up here for two decades. Yes, yeah, so ironically, the first two Lake Erie smallmouth that I caught were 5 pounds, 12 ounces, and 5 pounds, 14 ounces. So my my initial thought was, this is easy. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, I've not caught one verified over five here since a lot of fours um dozens of fours but those fives uh a, a friend of mine and I, I were talking saturday about that you know verified fives you know to put them on a scale and see a five pounder I, i'm not going to say they're they're dinosaurs but they're not as common as people will lead you to believe up here if you can put one on the scale and see that see that five as the first number you you've done something i was incredibly just thrilled to get that opportunity to do that now that's something off my bucket list here uh but but like you say there how old would that fish be would you think um i'm not real real good on guessing uh with the with the northern smallmouth the northern smallmouth live longer but they don't grow as fast um i read somewhere one time that that some of those fish are 10 15 even 20 years old um I forgot to ask him before we turned him loose how old he was. I didn't check his ID, uh, but you know, it wasn't a. He was Canadian. He was here illegally. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and 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 for anybody wondering, he's still out there. We we released him. He was fine, and he took off like a rocket when we when we turned him loose after uh, after the picture. But what an incredible experience to get to do that. And that's when I when we pulled it out of the net. I said, "This is why we come to Lake Erie." Yeah, that's right. You know, numbers are great, but that's why you come to the Great Lakes and come to places like this is is you want to catch those those footballs, those those giant pull like crazy just 
just lay down there and waller around big smallmouth is is why you come to the great lakes and and beat around on this rough water and 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 spend the time finding these these things on your electronics is to catch fish like that well before we take the break i want to talk just a little bit i caught that on a drop shot thing and you had actually put whatever bait i was using because you picked it i don't know but what what is it about a drop shot that made such a difference because all day i'd been fishing uh, a, t- a tube uh, texas style basically i mean wh- why was that presentation do you think so effective so smallmouth like to look up um that's i think what makes the drop shot so effective obviously jerk baits are big smallmouth baits uh smallmouth like to look up and eat they, especially when they're swimming these these Lake Erie smallmouth, Great Lake smallmouth are known to travel, swim around, and, and, you know, they're looking up for something to eat. And what that drop shot does, they relate to the bottom, but yet they look up for their food. So that drop shot will get that bait just above their heads, and, and it's easy. You know, it's right there where they're at, but they're still, they can look up at it and see it. And I think that a lot of times is the difference between a, a Ned rig or a tube and that drop shot. It, it just just makes it just a little bit easier for them uh puts puts the dinner table a little closer to the couch you made a believer out of me i've never used a drop shot and on my second uh cast i caught a a, a 5.2 smallmouth and then on the third cast i actually caught another one was in the two and a half pound range so i think i got it mastered it's, it's easy bait everybody should use it so. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a good smallmouth bait. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, get this day started. We'll take a break and we'll uh, we'll we'll go do a little fishing and we'll be back in a little in a little bit here and uh, recap the day for you. We're live on Lake Erie this morning, smallmouth fishing with Ed Powell and Matt Myers. We'll be back in just a moment right after this. Jim Christie, Landscape Market Lead Principal with Civil and Environmental Consultants, talks about CEC's commitment to West Virginia communities. Beyond just having CEC and that bandwidth of all the different services we offer, I'm able to go out to different places, help different communities. Everybody's motivated to get work done and do it well. To go out now and see projects that we've completed, it's pretty exciting. Find out what CEC can do for you at wearecec.com. Every two seconds, a hospital patient needs a life-saving blood transfusion. Every two seconds, there's an urgent need for blood donation. Every second matters. In an emergency, doctors may face impossible choices. Who gets blood and who must wait? Will you roll up a sleeve and give? Because of you, life doesn't stop. Donate blood. Make your appointment today at Vitalant.org. It's West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Hatfield-McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Eating your favorite meal, smiling for a once-in-a-lifetime wedding photo, talking with your coworkers with confidence. There are many reasons why a healthy smile is important. Modern dental techniques make it easier than ever for you to achieve the smile of your dreams. Gareeb Dental Group is the Canal Valley's largest dental group with six locations ready to serve your family. Whether you need a dental cleaning or advanced cosmetic work, their highly trained team is ready to serve you and your family. More info at GareebDentalGroup.com. Let's talk about your business phone system. It's old and needs updated, but you probably think, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There are many benefits to a new phone system from Comax Business Systems. The sound is much clearer. Everyone in your office can have a dedicated line that will remote call forward from their cell phones. And your voicemail will actually work. 
COMAX's digital phone systems are competitively priced and efficient. Call COMAX Business Systems for a free quote today. COMAX Business Systems. We've kept West Virginia's business data safe, secure, and efficient for 25 years. When your celebration of life is prepaid in advance, it becomes a gift from you to your family later. Because no one should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. Paying in advance protects your loved ones and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. Let us help you plan every detail with professionalism and compassion. We're your local Dignity Memorial provider. Find us at DignityMemorial.com. Wake up, people. You're optimizing every waking hour of your life, from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between. You have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night. Sleep next level, only from Sleep Number. Save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Stay connected with online and mobile access. To get started, click on WCHSnetwork.com, the voice of Charleston, 580 WCHS. Sunrise on Saturday, headed out to the just my buddy and me. Welcome back to West Virginia Outdoors, live this morning on Lake Erie. And we are brought to you by the Greer Lime Company, West Virginia source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. Well, to you people listening, it's been, what, three four minutes. To the three of us, it has been an entire day. We've spent the entire day on Lake Erie, and it probably did not work out. A lot of times, that's how it happens with fishing, Ed. It doesn't work out the way you had it planned at all. We had calm water out on the main lake. We went to an area that you had not been to in a while and thought that, you know, they might be there. We cast and cast and cast, and the first thing I pull up is about a 24-inch trout. That was not the plan. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> never seen a trout here before, but that's definitely what you had. Uh, it was a nice one, too. Leave it leave it to me to come here and catch a trout when we're trying to catch smallmouth. That's, that's the way it works. We uh, what, what was the issue? Was that There was not any wind out there today. It was dead calm. It was a lot... Even though it, the temperature was uh, on the thermometer colder, it seemed warmer today because the wind wasn't blowing. Yeah, uh, with the flat flat water, I really thought we could go out on the on the main lake, get on some of those flats, and and run the depths that uh, we caught the fish in yesterday out there. Um, we tried that. We tried a couple different spots, some waypoints, some rock piles that I had marked, and in, in that in that depth range we went shallower we went deeper uh, we went back to where we caught fish yesterday I saw a lot of boats fishing in in those areas those good well-known areas we tried those and and really didn't even see anyone catching any fish and I'm completely baffled as to why but uh, definitely wasn't what I expected it's I don't know are we, are we too early are these fish coming in later than usual is the has there been a different kind of winter that has impacted this, or is it? I guess it could be a combination of all that. Yeah, the the water temperature is a little lower than I expected. Uh, we're at fifty one to fifty three uh, out on the lake. Usually, usually I think it's around fifty five to fifty seven when they really start moving up and really start start thinking about doing what they're doing. But uh, 
I, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe we're a little early. Maybe I, I haven't been watching the weather to see what it's been doing up here. Maybe there was a, a change that, that I just didn't realize. Well, we had a major cold front last week in West Virginia, which, I mean, we had 20 inches of snow at Canaan Valley. So I'm sure that was, you know, the same thing here. Yeah, I'd say that that has a lot to do with it. And it may have been a situation where, you know, the fish were headed this direction, uh, water temperature drops, and, and just they may just be waiting just waiting for that waiting for us to leave basically <laughs> story of my life it's the way it works all the time so we you tell me a little bit more about we i don't think we focused enough on the wall this morning there's there's a there's a uh uh, a canal or a a, a a series of walls to get from the main lake back into uh Prescott Bay here. Uh, it's man-made, but you tell me that, I mean, you seem most disappointed that we did not hit that thing the way you thought we would. Yes, I've, I, even in the summertime, largemouth get on that, um, but this time of year when they're migrating into the bay, while they're in the bay, and until they leave, which is usually around July 4th, uh, there's always fish there. I mean, it, it, it gets boring catching them there, and like, like I'd said, if I didn't think you could get bored catching two to three to four pound smallmouth until I came here and, and did it year after year. Uh, you'd kind of get the catching out of your system there, and then you would go look for big ones. But we caught one fish there. And uh, anyone who's listening that, that has been here and knows what I'm talking about, um, I guarantee you're sitting there saying... Wow, one fish off of the the sea channel off the wall. There's no way, but we tried it enough. Uh, I think I think these two guys think I'm a liar about how good that can be because um, it just was not happening this week. Like I told you, you talk more about the wall this trip than I've heard Donald Trump talk about the wall. So yeah, and uh, yeah, he probably is a smallmouth fisherman, and, uh, and and that's where he got his idea was because this wall is awesome. So. Well, we, we we shifted gears. We stayed out there as long as we thought we could, and we finally reached a point where it was it was obvious that we had reached diminished returns. So you mentioned earlier in the show today that you had a place back in the bay that you wanted to try, but yesterday it was just too rough to get back here. It was calm this morning, and, and so we, we made it back in here. We had nothing going on in the main lake. We came back around this this one area back here. Tell me a little, because this is where we found our fish today. Yeah, so we run back. There's a, there's a deeper hole in the back of the bay, um, some rock in it. Uh, it's it's something I found way back when just fishing. It was too windy to go out, so we were just back in here, uh, kind of fooling around. And and we came out and just like there's always fish at the wall. I was afraid to tell you guys there's always fish here. <laughs> in fact, because, we pulled up and he goes, "I've never caught anything here, but we'll try it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, taking that different approach maybe was the key. Uh, yeah. So we pull up here and and, and in typical fashion now. We didn't catch the giants. We didn't catch large numbers of smallmouth. Uh, we we caught some smallmouth mixed with largemouth, but I would say we caught 40 to 50 fish yeah. right here in the last uh, the last two to three hours. And then filling in the time between that, we caught a bunch of red eye. And 
you laugh that you come all the way to Lake Erie to catch red eye, but when they ain't biting and they start schooling up, man, I'm I'm game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that's what uh, I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever eaten them, but they are delicious. So exactly. you know, at least at least we come home uh, not with the numbers of smallmouth that we we thought, but we'll be able to have a little fish fry oh, here in the next you, week or there so. There you go. <laughs> Even caught a perch off this thing. I mean, we went through quite a few species on this wall on this this rock wall here. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this is what. One of my go-to places and you can bring you can bring people here and, and again it's not exactly what you come to lake erie for but if the conditions don't you know if the conditions don't let you go out on the lake or if, or if you run into the situations where you just can't find them or or i hate to say they're not biting because they're always biting but when they're not biting for you and i mean it's better than coming up here and and going home with with a blank, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now this is Presque Isle Bay. We're in Pennsylvania, right out of Erie, Pennsylvania. What what other places on Lake Erie have you fished? Have you have you fished other areas of it? Yes, I've been uh, I've been to Buffalo a couple times. I've been to Sandusky several times. That's another really nice place to go. Uh, about the same distance, you know, depending on where you're at in West Virginia, but same distance. Uh, you've got East West Harbor there at Sandusky, so it's another place that you can get out of the wind if if it's uh, if the conditions don't allow you to go out onto the lake and chase the big uh, smallmouth. Uh, Sandusky has a lot of islands. You've got the Bass Islands and and some other islands there that uh, that can be really good uh, any time of year. And, and again, like I said, with East West Harbor, you can get and there's a few other rivers that come in there that you can get in and catch fish, even if you can't go out and chase the the big smallmouth. So. Yeah, we uh, well, I tell you what, we got to take our final break here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how about coming up here and the logistics of it because it's not that far of a drive if you want to uh, if you want to give it a shot and try something different in your fishing. I'm with Ed Powell and also with Matt Myers, and we're fishing today on Lake Erie, uh, right out of Erie, Pennsylvania. We'll be back to wrap up the show in a moment. Right after this, in West Virginia, wildlife is for everyone, and the West Virginia DNR works to keep it that way. Every year, West Virginia's Division of Natural Resources manages thousands of acres of public land and water, ensuring the future of our great natural resources in the Mountain State. Our state is a haven for all species of wildlife, game and non-game, and draws thousands each year to enjoy our rich outdoor heritage. When you buy a hunting or fishing license or take a stroll in our forest to view wildlife, you're enjoying what the DNR has made possible. The West Virginia DNR, working to ensure wildlife is for everyone. Winter is finally over. The sun is shining and the hills are calling, calling you to get out and get on the Hatfield-McCoy trails. West Virginia residents can ride all year with an annual permit for only $26.50. So see a Hatfield Field McCoy Trails retailer today and ride the best trails in the USA. And don't forget HMT's Bearwalla Off-Road Park for Jeeps, Hummers, and all full-size off-road vehicles. Hatfield McCoy Trails, your ticket to ATV Paradise. You're listening to West Virginia Outdoors presented by the Hatfield McCoy Trails on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. When you've been fishing long enough, you know how to work an eddy, make a pinpoint cast, and read the water to know where the fish are. But in the courtroom, you're going to need a guide. You need someone with the experience, common sense, passion, and good judgment to handle your case on a personal basis and work hard to get you the result you deserve. If you've suffered an injury of any kind and want advice on whether you need a lawyer, call the Peyton Law Firm, 755-5556, or online at peytonlawfirm.com. 
Hey everybody, Chris Lawrence here inviting you to join me this and every Saturday morning on 580 WCHS for West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Peyton Law Firm. I've got the very latest information of interest to West Virginia sportsmen and some really cool outdoor stories from all over the great mountain state. Plus, if you can't catch us on Saturday, don't forget the replay at 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon. It's West Virginia Outdoors, presented by the Peyton Law Firm and brought to you in part by Rodney Loftus and Sun Contracting on the voice of Charleston 580 WCHS. And um, I did a bit of research myself, and it, you know, it, it was a scam. Mm. Uh, it was a, it was a fake crypto. It's, it looked to me like the whole pyramid type of scheme. Mm-hmm. Now this coincides with the whole crash of the cryptocurrency marketplace that happened. Mm-hmm. Saturday mornings at ten on the Voice of Charleston, five eighty WCHS. Attention animal lovers. Animals Today covers everything related to animals worldwide. Unlike other programs that solely focus on pets, Animals Today explores a wide range of topics concerning all animals, including those in agriculture and in the wild. Host Lori and Dr. Peter Spiegel interview animal protectors and rescuers, filmmakers and authors from around the globe. If you're an animal enthusiast, Animals Today is the show for you. Sunday nights at 10 on 580 WCHS. West Virginia Outdoors with Chris Lawrence, Saturday at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 5 p.m. Presented by the Peyton Law Firm, Harvey and Tom, protecting your rights online at PeytonLawFirm.com. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails. And it's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Granddaddy's gone. We're back on West Virginia Outdoors, brought to you today by the Greer Lime Company, West Virginia source for high-quality quick lime, hydrated lime, and chemical-grade limestone. As if you've been listening for the past hour, obviously we're not in the Greer Lime Company studio this morning. We are on um, Lake Erie, right out of Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm fishing this morning with a couple of guys from Work County, Ed Powell, and also Matt Myers. And Ed's sort of been our guide this morning. I, I contacted you, and you, you gave me a couple of options. You said we can go up there, uh, leave in the early in the morning, fish that day, spend the night, fish the next day, and come home. Or you suggested doing this in a one-day trip. I think that's a young man's way to, <laughs> to attack this because I, I'm getting to where now I value sleep a little more than that. Yeah, it's uh, from from the Parkersburg area. It's a four four and a half hour drive to Presque Isle. Uh, again, similar to Sandusky. Uh, both both great places. Um, that gives you eight hours driving, eight hours fishing, and eight hours sleep. Uh, <laughs> we all know that it doesn't work that way, uh, particularly if there's a construction zone and you you get confused with your GPS. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, my my navigator. I'm I'm blaming him today. Okay, um, we'll we'll go with that. So, but if you're, I, I came from the Kanawha Valley. It's the, at another what hour and a half, two hours to that, depending on where you are. Um, and it's, it's it's roughly four to five four to five hour trip to get here. Yeah, it's and it's not a bad drive. Uh, seems like they're always working on the roads around Canton, Akron. But uh, other than that, that's really the only uh, metropolitan uh, city type area that you have to go through um mostly mostly interstate i know a lot of the guys from the charleston area come up through 79 um i I usually don't go that way it's a little farther for me but um 
But again, yeah, if you're coming out of Clarksburg, Morgantown, or that area, I mean, just jump on 79, and it's a beeline to Erie. There's not even a turn. Yeah, and actually, coming from Morgantown, Morgantown, Clarksburg area, that it's it's an easier one day trip from there. I think it's only a three and a half, right? Uh, three three and a half hour drive from there. In which case, you know, you're not too bad uh, if if you don't mind losing a little sleep, uh, or, or even as a short trip. I. I I do Summersville in a day, and it's not much farther uh, here. Or it's two and a half hours for me to get to Summersville, and I do that in a day. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's doable. But but the way uh, that I found that that works the best is that leave fairly early, uh, get up here nine ten o'clock, gives you a good day's fish, and get settled into the motel, and then kind of kind of sleep in till daylight. Again, I'm an early riser, so sleeping in till six may not be sleeping in to some of you guys, but but that still gives you, if you get on the water at daylight, leave at one, two o'clock, gives you a six, seven hour day, and, and just, just have the cost of one motel, one night in the yeah. motel. I don't generally dissuade people from fishing West Virginia. I mean, I love it as much as anybody else, but sometimes you, you like to get out and go other places and experience new things and this is i think matt you would agree this is definitely a different experience oh absolutely you know as uh i'm a bit of a smallmouth enthusiast and we have great fishing in west virginia but this is a, a whole new ball game or you know when you're you're up here you're going ah it's only another three pounder i mean it's it's a totally different experience <laughs> indeed and and you and i both got personal bass this week this week while we were here yeah yeah that's that's probably the highlight i mean you come to lake erie to, to catch numbers sure but you know if you catch five fish in a day and, and you know you're, one of them's your personal best that's an incredibly successful day yeah, no question about it i was noticing too uh and, and talk a little bit about this if you have a boat what what size boat should you have to tackle lake erie does it need to be a full-blown bass boat or i mean if you've got something smaller uh is it safe um the great thing about presque isle bay is you can you know i i feel comfortable telling people it's all right to bring a 17 foot tracker up here um even even to go out onto the bigger water just be careful keep an eye on the weather you know keep a keep a radio handy there's certain safety devices that you should definitely have on your boat you know signaling signaling flares tow ropes uh it, things like that you know a, a, a shortwave radio is great um you know stay in cell service so that something does happen because it's not it's not summersville it's not sutton uh it it it's dangerous it can get dangerous out here and it can happen in a hurry so you know be prepared uh definitely definitely wear your your pfds um and and but there is enough fishing up here. If you want to come up here, especially come up and catch largemouth, uh, from now until the 1st of July, there are there are five-pound smallmouth swimming in this bay that, that you can bring a 17-foot tracker. You can bring, you know, smaller boats. And we've seen smaller boats yeah, out exactly, here. Yeah, exactly, um, it's you can do you can bring whatever boat and and have a good time here um but again just educate yourself be careful use you know use good common sense as far as you know if if there's if there are waves breaking over the seawall out there you probably shouldn't go out there you know? even in a big boat yeah I, it, <laughs> there's no bass boat that i would take out there in, yeah. in 20 mile winds out of the north northeast and yeah even if you get out there you're not going to be comfortable 
I yes. mean, you're going to be trying, you're just going to be hanging on. It's going to be hard to fish. So, but we've, uh, you know, and, and again, it's not, it, it's fishing. You're not, even though, you know, there are great days here, there's also rough days, and we had one today. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, it was we still you know we salvaged a good trip out of out of not excellent conditions we were able to come back in here and and even though the plan didn't work out like i thought it would we were still able to you know adapt and and improvise a little bit and come back here and and feel like i mean guys who know me know that i like i just like catching fish yeah. i i i have guys complain about ah, those little ones or you know stinking i love catching fish you know i i will sit here and catch rock bass i don't want to go home but unfortunately <laughs> we all have jobs that we have to go back to but i could sit here and catch these rock bass and red eye and and whatever i just like catching fish and and there's plenty of them here to catch so. well, we've had we've had a blast matt it has been uh, a pleasure meeting you and fishing with you and we'll have to do this again yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'd love to take another trip with you, and it has been an absolute pleasure spending a week with, or last couple days with you. All right, man. You hear that, Ed? We're going to do this again, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a week or two later, so that we don't end up, you know, maybe try to dead center the good fishing a little bit more. But uh, I don't know. I get impatient. I'm ready to go start fishing as soon as as soon as possible. So. All right. Well, I've had a blast. Thanks so much for putting up with me this weekend and uh, and stopping fishing to, to talk a little on the radio. That's kind of that's kind of what I do. So. So, uh, guys, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we got to wrap this up and head back to West Virginia, and uh, we'll see y'all down the road. That's going to do it for today's edition of West Virginia Outdoors. Y'all have a great week, everybody.